Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cincinnati Sports Review. My name is Eric, and today we're going to be previewing the Super Bowl that's coming up this week. Now, I am doing this episode alone. Uh, my typical co-host, Nick, is out sick with the coronavirus, uh, so hopefully he feels better soon. Uh, but with that out of the way, we're going to get into talking about Super Bowl. Pretty, it's still like, it's still hard to believe that we're here. It really is. That's like the whole week. It's been like surreal. Two weeks, really, uh, before the Super Bowl. Just like all, uh, everything on, you see on social media through the news, you see on mainstream media, uh, everything you see are people talking about us because it's so unbelievable this run that we had to the Super Bowl uh it's I, I just I can't I can't understand I can't believe it it's just been like it's been so surreal um we got a big matchup with the LA Raiders and or sorry LA Rams <clears throat> sorry it used to be the LA Raiders like 40 years ago or something um yeah but yeah we're in the Super Bowl we're playing the Rams I I can't I can't say that sentence without a big old smile on my face. Um, so to kind of recap the postseason, if you are just now all of a sudden paying attention uh, after twenty some odd weeks of football, uh, both the Cincinnati Bengals and the LA Rams have a, kind of a few things in common. Uh, both are the four seed that started off with a home game against uh, the, an opponent where they beat by. At least a touchdown. We only won by seven, while LA won by twenty-three. Uh, then we had a close contest with the Tennessee Titans on the road against the number one seed. Uh, they um, they go into Tampa Bay and they lose by or they win by three on a last-minute field goal. We did the same thing, um, and then final big game of the year uh, was or sorry the championship game for both AFC and NFC featured um, a previous matchup from late in the year. The Rams rematched with the 49ers and won by a field goal. We rematched with the Chiefs, who, as we talked about last week, uh, had basically a replay of the game that was played in Cincinnati, although slightly lower on the scoreboard. Um, And, you know, game-winning overtime field goal sent us into, sent us into the playoffs and, or sorry, send us the Super Bowl, and now we got to play the Rams. Um, a couple obvious things in terms of this matchup: um, it is blatantly apparent that the Rams, how they are in defense, is basically managed by their front four. You have, uh, you know, former Super Bowl MVP Von Miller, who is going to be very, very difficult to stop. Um, doesn't matter what side they line him up on. He's going to be a challenge for anybody. And then you have uh, Aaron Donald, who is just a monster. I don't say that lightly. Um, just kind of looking at him, you know, taking a step back and just looking at who he is as like a as a human being, as a, how he's built. It's 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 monstrous. I mean, twelve and a half sacks for a defensive tackle is wild. I mean, that stuff Geno Atkins was putting up, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was. Um, but he's just he's a monster on the inside. Um, so for you know our offensive standpoint, how we're going to stop that? It's just I feel like they're going to do a lot of double teams, focus on you know stopping these guys. Uh, there's plenty of footage of Aaron Donald getting double and triple teamed 
Uh, but I think you definitely got to stop him, especially up the middle. They're, I would assume that they're going to run a ton of screenplays, a ton of um, short throws to kind of take advantage of that, kind of like how they were last week. They go into Kansas City coming off a game where they get sacked nine times. Uh, and there wasn't a whole lot of times where Burrow was standing in the pocket for a long period of time where he was doing short throws and screens and taking advantage of quick throws and passing lanes. I expect kind of the same thing this time around again, just because you have, you know, super, a super strong front four. Uh, the problem with this, though, is that you have a pretty good secondary. You have Jalen Ramsey, uh, who's a punk bitch. Uh, the greatest thing that ever happened to the universe was A.J. Green punching him in the back of the head during that football game. Um, so he's going to be tough to stop. Uh, you also have you also have Eric Weddle coming back out of retirement to play for them. So because of that, uh, that's more um, the veteran experience in the backfield. Kind of a weird situation. You don't really see people take off an entire year, then come back strictly for the playoffs and start. You know, weird, very weird times. But uh, nonetheless, <clears throat> that's uh, that's who we have to match up against. Um, I'm not entirely familiar with all the players on the Los Angeles Rams, uh, but the the big pieces obviously stand out. And if you look at them as like a whole, they have a, you know, in terms of points allowed and yardage allowed, middle of the run defense, kind of like us. Uh, they rank 15th in points and 17 in yards. We are 17 in points and 18 in yards, so very similar defenses. Their offense, on the other hand, uh, ranks top 10 in both points and yards, whereas we are number 7 in points and 13 in yards. So very, very comparable. Stafford has been good for them. It was a definitely an improvement at the quarterback position, but he has thrown a lot of interceptions this year, 17. Uh, some would argue the same about Burrow, but uh, more recently he has, he has kind of cut that off outside of two passes and in the playoffs he's only thrown two interceptions going back like two months of time. So... You know, from that standpoint, I think they need to take advantage of uh, Stafford. Now, coming into this game, Stafford has never beaten us. He is 0-3. We beat him in 2009, 2013, and 2017. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, he is on a much different situation playing for the Los Angeles Rams, who are Super Bowl-bound, than the um, unfortunately lowly Detroit Lions. Um Weird how two number one overall picks are going up. I didn't think about that till just now. I've heard a number of things like all week about that. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford put up crazy numbers, and he's got a good supporting cast of players um, around him. Uh, you've got Sonny Mitchell, who, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, he used to play for the New England Patriots. Um, I view him as a pretty decent back. Uh, Cam Akers is pretty good as well. Uh, he is coming off uh, injury, I think an Achilles injury from early in the year, and he's now returned. Um, but I think the, you know, that that aspect of, you know, their run game, I think we can we should be able to manage. What's going to be scary, for sure, is definitely going to be their passing attack. Um, if you just look at just names alone, <clears throat> it's pretty frightening. Uh, Cooper Cup was the offensive player of the year. Uh, he had. 145 catches for almost 2,000 yards and 16 touchdowns. The uh, first Triple Crown winner in, I think, 30-odd years. Just unbelievable numbers in, in today's modern NFL. 
So he is obviously a massive weapon for them. Uh, you also have, who we played against a number of times, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he had 27 catches for 305 uh, yards and five touchdowns. You know, over seven games getting acclimated to a new system, that doesn't sound like a lot, but he is still a threat, even if he is coming off ACL sur uh, surgery. Um, they also have a pretty decent tight end in Tyler Higby. Um, I feel like we've struggled against tight ends a lot in the last, like, 10 years. So you've got, you know, three good passing options they can go to. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to stop them, and who knows how they handle the running backs? If we see a lot of West Coast passing, a lot of short throws, um, dump offs, and such um, to take advantage. Because I felt like personally, I felt our biggest weakness was that was dumping off and tackling. Um, that's something we saw during the Jets game where they got destroyed by a first time starting quarterback. Um, however, I don't want to shit on the defense at all too much, considering how well they're playing. If you take a step back and you look at, you know, the last three games, let's just let's just look at the playoffs. Uh, the Raiders come in, you only give up 19 points. Number one, Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry back, 16 points. Patrick Mahomes was held to only 24 points. They were fourth in the league in points scored at 28, and we held them to four less than their average. Uh, so... Be, you know, they've been playing out of their minds. Uh, the And coincidentally, I, I saw this on the internet. I, I know we talked about this. All three of these games that they have played have ended in uh, the last pass thrown by the opposing quarterback ended in the interception, which is a weird coincidental thing. Uh, but it just kind of shows, like, how much improved our defense is. Because creating turnovers, I felt, was a problem earlier in the year. But now it's like... They've done a much better job in doing so. And all three of them were fantastic plays. Pratt with the coming in to snag the ball out of the air against the Raiders. Eli Apple with a tip and Logan Wilson coming down with the other one uh, against Tennessee. And then you got Kansas City. Well, there's two in Kansas City. They had the – oh, you know what? I'm mistaken. Um, I'm just, just referring to the, the last one because there was two more in Tennessee. But the last one in Kansas City was, you know – Deep ball to Tyree Kill. Bates breaks it up. It falls right in the lap of Von Bell, and he brings it. Uh, Von Bell brings it upfield. Just crucial plays made by key players on our defense. Um, if we're on the topic of interceptions, you know, Jesse Bates had one against the Titans. Uh, Mike Hilton had a great play against the Titans, and then B.J. Hill with the, with the most clutch interception, I think, of the whole. Well, that's not true. I think the problem is probably the most clutch, but the second most clutch. Well, no, then the other one. I don't know, all these interceptions, they've been so clutch. Like, how do you go from, you know, like, okay, Mahomes takes the ball. What's he going to do? Oh, interception? Oh, we get it up basically within the red zone already? Sweet. You couldn't ask for a better play on that end. I don't know. Like, the defense has really improved, and from a unit who we didn't – I'm speaking for Nick here, but, you know, we didn't think a whole lot of the defense. We thought this team was powered by the offense. But, like – you have to give them credit where credit is due. They're in the fucking Super Bowl. They've got three clutch games against three tough opponents. You can you can say whatever you want about, you know, oh hey, you know, oh the opponents they didn't play were too tough. No, they they play, the Raiders had the same record as us, um, and we came in and, we, and they and they came in here and we still won. You know, the Tennessee Titans were the number one team in the AFC 
We picked Tannehill off three times. Hell, Derrick Henry less than 80 yards. We we earned that victory. And then they go into Kansas City where it is, like, deafening loud to play and extremely difficult to play. And Joe Cool just, you know, comes in and, and he doesn't care and he goes and he's, he wins the game for him. You know, same scenario as they were in the Week 16 or 17 matchup. It's just incredible. The defense has really stepped it up. Um, it's been exciting to watch. I presume they're going to have something similar, um, play with that same level of intensity, because you can tell these guys want to win. They're hungry. They really want to they, – they think this is, you know, the year. And, you know, I, starting from the preseason, I wouldn't think that was the case. But once they beat Kansas City, it was like, okay, you know, they're going to compete. And they did. Uh, it's been incredibly fun to watch. I can't help but just like smile all the time just thinking about it. My social media is like filled with orange and black. Um, everywhere I go, it's like people talking about Joe Burrow, people talking about the Bengals. They're you know pulling up interviews and and awards are being given out. Uh, Burrow was this was I'm recording this on the 11th. Burrow was announced uh, on the 10th as comeback player of the year. Uh, which is well-deserved given all that he went through uh, to come back and do what he did. Uh, Jamar Chase was the obvious rookie of the year. Uh, and then, funnily enough, Burrow was also the MVP, the Nickelodeon Most Valuable Player or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that was um, quite funny to see. So I think he's appreciative of that hardware given he's such a big SpongeBob fan. But just, I don't know, like... It's 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 really cool to city see the city embrace it and talking to Bengals fans who were around in the eighties. Um, if you this is the first time listening, Nick and I were born in the early nineties, back when they weren't very good. So we have no knowledge of how the games were in the eighties. Listening to old people, older people, and older fans talk about how it is, that people are a lot more, you know, excited about it and an embracing of it, and the whole city has just come behind it. You see downtown is lit up orange. You see uh, different. Um, different businesses really embracing it. You're seeing love across the mainstream media. It's It's been like, it's been fun. You know, I feel like the Bengals have been talked about more in the last week than they probably have in their entire franchise's existence. Like, it's like, it's so wild. And I wish, I really wish Nick was here to talk about all this because we would have a really good back and forth. I think we're going to do another episode after the Super Bowl to kind of talk about what it's like to go through this so we can have it on record. But, like, I can't explain it. Like, this is just so fucking cool. Like, everything we went through for the past, like, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You know, Bengals fans have been fans since the 80s. You know, they... Had a rough patch in the 90s. You know, Carson Palmer comes in. He under-delivers. You know, Andy Dalton comes in. They come up with some good teams, but they always fell short. And now they finally were able to put it all together and make a Super Bowl run. You've got veterans like Kevin Huber, who, who's been in the Cincinnati area pretty much all his life. Went to McNick, went to UC, and then got drafted by his hometown Bengals. He's been punting with us for 13 seasons. It's been It's been incredible. For him and just seeing his excitement um, and, and kind of the piggyback on top of that, um, they had 
uh, like the pep rally on the the Monday before the Super Bowl when they uh, you know they, they brought out a lot of a lot of I guess favorites fan favorites you've got like Bengal Jim and uh, the Bengals captain guy was there people you see you know on social media and people you see when you go to the games and they got the billboard and stuff and they show show these people and it, that's something I never saw before usually you would just go down and, and fan involvement would almost be minimal but I think they've really like increased doing that this year so I mean how do, I'm at a loss of words right now. Like it was, I went down to that. And it was it was such a beautiful moment. You know, it was like okay, you know, who knows how many people are going to be down here. Um, and it, it was it was full packed. Like you would have thought a game was going on. Uh, you know, you come down, you see they bring out the whole, the whole team. They announce all the starters from special teams, the offense, defense, and you know everybody starts screaming when Burrow comes out. And they bring up several players to talk about how they feel. Um, and w- most of them were players that were came through from the Marvin Lewis era, believe it or not. Uh, C.J. Uzama was drafted in 2015. Joe Mixon drafted in 2017. Huber drafted in, in, 20, uh, in 2009. Hubbard was drafted in 2018. And, and, you know, those were four of the five guys that talked about it, along with uh, player personnel, manager Duke Tobin and head coach Zach Taylor. And then Burrow finishes off the uh, conversation. It's just a cool moment of seeing, like, you know, the veterans who've been around and were on those teams with Marvin Lewis and saw all the disappointment that they went through each postseason that they were in. Like, you couldn't you couldn't be happier for those guys. You know, and, and it's cool seeing, you know, non-current Bengals fans being supportive. I saw, you know, uh, Dotama Pecco, he's got a – a restaurant out in LA that that's going to be a Bengals hub for the uh for the game. Uh social media things from Dalton and Green, you know, still current players who are, are still very happy for the organization and you know, they're they're competitors on other teams. Uh they took moments to, you know, say how great it was for the city. So you know that in some in some respect they're happy. And then you've got people like Chad Johnson um, going out and he's saying that this is no, this is Chad Johnson, right? This is arguably the best receiver we've ever had. You know, you know, this is compared to like Carl Pickens and Isaac Curtis and AJ Green. Um, and he's going out and he's saying that he's the, the Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver to ever put on a Bengals uniform. You know, uh, just stuff like that. It, you know, former players are really, really, uh, you know. As someone who is a big fan of nostalgia, I, I personally enjoy it quite a bit. So it, it's cool to see them still supportive. I mean, you know, Mike Brown's been good to a lot of these players, so I know that they're uh, they're very happy with. I think for the most part, with their tenure in Cincinnati, regardless of any playoff disappointment. Uh, the only one I think people are probably not too happy about is Carson Palmer because we're gonna have a whole episode. When we talk about Carson Palmer. We got a lot of things to talk about with that with that dude. Um, what he's been saying is kind of like stirring the pot um, with regards to what Joe Burrow is going to do once his contract is up. We're going to get into all that at a later date because I have a lot to talk about with Carson Palmer. Um, but other than that, it, it's been beautiful. I didn't really like 
I talked somewhat about like the game and the matchup, but like I still can't get over how awesome this is. You know, everything that this team went through, everything that just this year alone was a roller coaster. Um, you know, you know their record. If you were to plot it on a chart, it would probably look a lot like a roller coaster. Uh, so it's just been crazy. I, if you're a Bengals fan, you couldn't be happier. It's probably the best moment of your professional sports life is watching this team go to the Super Bowl. I don't know. It's been incredibly fun. Um, to give my prediction, I do think the Bengals are going to win. I think they've got so much hype behind them. I think they got, they've got so much momentum. They're hot. Burrow is on fire. This team feels it. This team is like everybody's all in. Everybody's playing well. Everybody's healthy. I think that's like the biggest thing. But that's like the biggest detractor from the Andy Dalton years versus this Joe Burrow run is because every year, the first two years they had um, when they were wild card teams, there were some important injuries like Leon Hall was injured in 2011. Um, But for the most part, those teams are just young and inexperienced and playing against the tough Houston team at home. Um, but then you get into 2013, uh, you miss both Leon Hall and Geno Atkins. Uh, Tyler Eifert does not play in that playoff game. Um, you go to 2014 where Andy's throwing to, you know, Rex Burkett was, I think the third string court, uh, third string wide receiver because they had so many injuries. AJ Green was injured. Marvin Jones was injured. Tyler Eifert was injured. And you get to 2015, arguably the best team that they ever put together. Uh, and Dalton gets injured week. 14, 12, whatever it was, he got injured. Um, That team was healthy pretty much the entire year up until that point. So I think that's been the biggest thing for this run is that key players are not getting injured like they had in prior prior runs. So this is, you know, from a health standpoint, the best team I've ever seen them put together. And I I can't argue, you know, they're going to the Super Bowl. Like this is – probably one of the top four best teams that we've ever made um if they, if they win they'll have to be number one um, i don't think anybody's gonna ever argue that but you know it's it's been an incredible run i you know i think they're gonna win i think they're gonna really take advantage of uh the run game they'll do some outside power runs hopefully not do too much up the middle where aaron donald can move people um, take advantage of some short throws and let Higgins and Boyd and, and Chase work with yards after catch. Um, maybe keep them sleeping on a deep ball. It's going to be hard to cover with Ramsey, but if you know they can get him off, get Chase off of Ramsey for a little bit, he can break a big one. Uh, defense, I think, is going to step up and play well, and they're going to. I think they're going to confuse Stafford, and they're going to give him some looks he's not expecting. He's going to make some ill-advised throws, and they're going to take advantage of him. Uh, hopefully they can get some good pressure. It's going to be fun going up against Whitworth. Uh, it's funny to see him in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we love the guy. Wish he would have played these last six years in Cincinnati, but it is what it is. I think that's everything that I think we've covered today. I'm going to give a final score prediction. I think we're going to win 27-17. to 17. Um, You know, I know they're playing technically on the road, but Hey, they played the last two games on the road against tough teams. I think they can do it. Uh, gonna give one final shout out who day on this podcast. Uh, I want to thank you very much for listening. Uh, we started this podcast back in 2019 when they were two and 14. 
pretty incredible to see where they are now and the kind of journal uh, write write that down and, and categorize and and kind of track where they've been since then it's been it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun doing this um i'm ready for the super bowl i hope they're gonna win i think they're gonna win uh we're gonna give one more who day for the road thank you very much for listening if you like what we had to hear please subscribe and listen to us next week thank you very much and have a good rest of your day